Welcome back to Ahmed Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechtis Megillah. We're on Daf Ches Ahmed Beis, and this is a rather complex Daf. Uh, we're going to do it. We'll do it as slow and as we can, try to make it as understandable as we can, but because we don't have all the time in the world and it's rather complex, I hope that it is understandable. As always, we're learning in the honor, in the, honor, in the merit of bringing the hostages home, in the merit of the soldiers, and uh, in the merit of all of Ami Yisrael. Yesterday, we were discussing the concept of a Zav, that is someone who experiences two emissions. They are Tameh, and anything they touch is Tameh, anything they touch on are Tameh, and if they have a third emission, they have to also have carbon in order to purify themselves. The Gemara, the Gemara then brings various proofs from Sukkim to prove this point, that there's a difference between a Zav of two and a Zav of three. And we're going to pick up now where the Gemara is going to ask, basically, why did I need to have a verse to teach me there's a difference? It actually could have been logically derived. It could have been, you could have learned hello Dinu, you could have figured it out. In Matami Mishka Moshe, Vlayato and Svira Shiva. So the Gemara, sorry, last point. We then concluded the Gemara yesterday saying that a Zav of two emissions needs to do Shiva Nikiyim, count seven clean days in order to become purified. Says the Gemara, why did we need a Pasik to teach us that? It's logical. In Matami Mishka Moshe, Vlayato and Svira Shiva. If a, a Zav of two emissions is so complete in their Tumah and their impurity that they, they convey Tumah to what they're sitting on, their couch, the seat, etc., of course they require seven clean days. Like it's, it's the, Generally, when you have an extreme Tumah, extreme impurity, you need seven days. Says the Gemara, <clears throat> top of the line, an 8B on Chesim and Beis, Shomeris Yom Kedeged Yom Tochiach. No, there's another concept where I can find someone who has two emissions and yet they're not mitame. They don't need, excuse me, shivin akim. What is that? So this is where, again, to try to keep as, as brief as possible, and that is a shomeris yom. So what's a shomeris yom? We are all familiar with the concept of a nida. A nida is a woman who experiences a discharge of blood. Really, nida oraisa, there's a difference between a nida and a zava. A nida, and I'm going to try to keep this as, as basic as possible. A, we'll just put it this way. Forget Nida for now. A Zava is a woman who sees two uh, two different days. She bleeds, and she's called a Zava Ketana. A Zava Gadola is a woman who sees blood on three consecutive days. They're considered a Zava Gadola, and they need Shiv in the Kiyam. So what you have is a woman who sees blood on two days. She's called a Shemeris Yom Kneged Yom, meaning to say she's a, day, she's a woman who's watching the days. A day corresponds to day because if she doesn't see on day number three, so then she's just a a Zava Katana, and there's a much more lenient way, an easier way to become pure. Whereas if she sees on three days, she comes to Zava Gadola and she needs Shiv Nikiyam. But what do we see from here? What we see from here is as follows. Here we have a woman who, she's a Shemeris Yom Kenegad Yom, she bled for two days, therefore she is Mishmetana Mishka Moshev Eno Shiva. She conveys Tumatur, what she's sitting on, the couch and the seat, just like is uh, just like a Zav of two days. However, she does not need Shiv Nikiyam. So now this now we've we we we, uh, we got rid of we we undermined the logic of the previous case. Again, the previous case we said as follows: Why do we need a verse to teach us a zav, a man needs shiva nikiyim? After all, if he becomes tummy to such to the extent that anything he sits on becomes tummy, certainly needs shiva nikiyim. The answer is no, because there's another concept of a woman whose tummy of only two sees only two days, where she uh, she conveys toma to the extreme of everything she sits on, yet she does not need shiva nikiyim until she sees for the third day. So too, don't be surprised at a zava. So therefore, don't be surprised if I were to tell you a zav doesn't need shiva nikiim even though tame, and that's why lo yehetu and shiva, and that's why time and we need a pasuk to tell us mizova avisaf mitzav avisofar to teach us that 
there are times and the Pasuk of Miksa from his emission he shall count that teaches us that even a Zav of two emissions needs Shiva Nakim. Again, so why do we need a Pasuk? Because we have another phenomena of a woman who sees two days, yet doesn't it's just as Tommy that yet doesn't need Shiv Nakim. Omar lay Rapapa Labai. So Rapapa says to Abai, My Shnahai Mizavo, the Mirebi Bezav Baushteri Yos, Umay Shnahai Mizavo, the Matami Bezav Baushteri Yos. So he says as follows We have the word Mizavo show up twice. We have the word Mizavo show up by a, one who's, a person who sees only twice. And we learn from there they have to count Shiv Nakim. And then we have it again, we have it again, Mizavo show up to tell us, to tell us that. Someone who sees um, sees only twice does not bring a carbon. So how do we derive from the different mizavos? Or why do we have two mizavos and yet we learn different things? One of them we're learning to include the zava, the, the zav, excuse me, of two reios of two, seeing twice. We include them in being uh, needing shim kiyim. Yet later on you have mizavo which excludes them from bringing a carbon. Amale so Abai says to back to Papa, e sakadai if you are to assume that the expression of Mizavo from his emission comes to exclude um, a Zav from Shiv Nakiyam, Lishto Krah then the verse should never have said anything. Again, because the assumption was, the assumption was that if the verse never mentioned Shiv Nakiyam, we never would have known it because we could have said just like a Shomeris Yom Kneged Yom, this woman doesn't need Shiv Nakiyam, so to the Zav does not need Shiv Nakiyam. Therefore, the pasta comes along and says, Mizavo, it must be coming to include something. What's it coming to include? Shiv and the Kiyam. Okay. And perhaps you will argue, says Abaye, I don't need a pasta, I can learn it from a din. You just pointed out, no, the Shemaris Yom Kneged Yom demonstrates that you can't, that the laws are interdependent, or excuse me, are not interdependent, but rather they uh, you can't learn one from the other. Perhaps you will say that you need Mizavo to teach us Mizavo Lemonega. As we had previously to teach us that a person is um, um, you're only counting Shiv the from the from the tumma of a mission, but not from the tumma of Taras. That's what you need it. So in Cain, Lishtok. Let the Pasik just say the Zav is cleansed and, and not say anything else. Why do you need to say from his emission? Just say he's cleansed. So this comes to teach us that a Zav that only sees twice, still needs Shiva Nikim. Adkan our Gemara. Okay, Mishnah. Says our Mishnah. There are two types. We we're familiar with the concept of Mesorah. Mesorah is someone who does not, who, who, uh, who's punished, who's afflicted with uh, with uh, leprosy. It can, it can be his leprosy on their house. And the most extreme form of Mesorah is not on their clothes or house, rather on a person. Why they get why they get leprosy? The Gemara lists a number of reasons, including Lashon Hara, which comes up in the sixth parasha. Okay, I, either way. The um, tzora, the case is you you have certain uh, uh, something on, on your skin, certain symptoms. You go to a kohen. There are times when the kohen can say with definite certainty, "You are a mitzora." It's called a mitzora. It's called a mitzora hechlet. You're a confirmed mitzora. You have to leave the camp, and then there's a whole purification process. And there are times when the kohen says, "I'm not sure yet. It hasn't developed enough, and therefore you're a mitzora hesker, which means you're confined mitzora, where you're in this limbo period. Maybe you are definitely mitzora, maybe you're not a mitzora. So you go away, and the kohen then revisits it and looks at you in a week from then, and then recharges insurance. I assume because that's what doctors do. No, I'm joking. And then he looks at you in a week from now after your confinement, and he decides, are you a mitzora or actually are you free the whole time? Now that being said, we'll see in our gemara." Whether you're a Mitzorah who's a Hesker, where it's only you're confined, waiting for the symptoms to develop, 
or you're a hechlet, you're a confirmed Torah, there still is a purification process. And we're going to see it right now. Ain be mitzora miskar and mitzora mukhla. There's no difference between a confined mitzora, that is mitzora who's set aside waiting to see if the symptoms develop, and a confirmed mitzora where the Kohen looks at the guy and says, Sorry, Charlie, you're mitzora. Ella priya u primo. Except with regard to letting the hair grow and rendering one's garments, that a confined mitzora doesn't do that, whereas a confirmed mitzora does. Ain be tormatol chesko tormatol hechlet. Also, once the uh, week is up, whether your week was up and you ended up being a confirmed mitzora, or you're a uh, you're a uh, only confinement sora, meaning you're waiting for the symptoms to grow. There's no difference in the purification process. Except with except of shaving the head and the birds that are brought. That the Kohen sh they shaves the head of the mitzora of the, of the confirmed sora, and they bring birds as part of the purification process. And for that matter, the with the and it's not here, but the Rishonim point out that a lot of the other things that seem to seemingly come along. With the purification with, with the purification process, such as waiting an additional days when you're confirmed sora, that's really part of the hair growing and the birds. Okay, fine. So what we have from this mission is that there's a confirmed sora and there's a mitzora uh, who's in waiting, a confinement sora, and the difference is in terms of letting hair grow and rendering garments, as well as in the purification process, bringing the birds and shaving the head. Halin shluach So where are they similar with regards to sending them out from the camp? Both a Confirmed Sora and a and a, a confinement Sora are sent out from the camp. Says the Gemara, we How do we know this? We're in the we're in the Torah. Can we derive these differences and similarities? The Tanya, Shmuel Bar Yitzchak comes to Rav Huna. So Shmuel Bar Yitzchak comes in front of Rav Huna. He says as follows: The pasuk says, It says that Kohen shall come declare him tahar from his sepachas, which is a type of uh, leprosy. He shall immerse his garments and he shall be cleansed. The implication here is he's cleansed, meaning initially from the fact that he never that from the fact that he never was tummy, meaning he's cleansed initially from letting his hair grow and rendering his garments. Meaning to say that it's not that through letting one's hair grow and rendering your garments, you're cleansed, you're metahir, you're tar, you're may purified. Rather, in this case, talking about the, the, the uh, talking about the confinement Torah, it's saying that. When the Kohen come and declares him Tahar, he's saying, and therefore you're cleansed that you don't have to let your hair grow and rend your garments. Amalei Rava, if that's true, Elamiata, if that's true, that the word Vitihar implies the, he always was cleansed. With regards to Azov, which we discussed in the previous Gemara, it uses this language of Vikahar, and he shall immerse his garments, and he, and he will be cleansed. Now, you're telling me cleanse really is going on that you always were clean, so it's just cleaning you from the obligation to become tahar, i.e. you've always been tahar. So then why by Zav do we use this? Because Zav we know certainly is tummy. Ella, so now, tahar So rather, no. Vitihar is actually teaching us something else, a different din. What's it teaching us? So it's as follows. Let's say you have someone who, um, sorry, even though he sees it again. So let's say you have someone who on day number, you need seven clean days, on day number seven, they go to the mikvah, the zov. Now they're purified. And right before nightfall, suddenly they have an emission again, which now will up, undo the entire seven clean days because they don't have clean days. By the way, this is the reason why Anida, why she, go, she goes to the mikvah um, after day seven days. She doesn't go during day seven. She goes at, at night because we don't want to have this, this possibility where she thinks she has seven clean days, goes to the mikvah, says I'm pure, and then before nightfall, she has a riya, she sees blood again, which will undo it, and then she'll be with her husband, not realizing that she never became clean, which is why we wait till after the seven days. But okay, the Zav here, that's, that's a Durabana. The Zav here, 
he what he does is he thinks he's Tahar. So um, and because he goes to the mikvah, and then suddenly he becomes Tame again, says the Gemara, the Pasuk tells us that although he becomes Tame again, anything that he touched in the interim period does not retroactively become Tame. Again, so if a Zav sits on a, on, a, on a chair, for instance, the chair becomes Tame. If the Zav goes to the mikvah on day number seven, sits on the chair, and afterwards sees a Re'iyah, we don't say retroactively what he sat on becomes tummy. This is a dindar raisa. Long time the fray. He's not retroactive making him tummy. Hachanami here too with regards to Masora, Tar v'hashu tummy bebiol mefreya. He is cleansed, meaning to say, one of the laws of Masora is if they enter a house, they can basically like a tummy mace with an ol. They make everything in the house tummy. So we say that let's say the Masora goes into the house and then only subsequent to that, um, his. Uh, his saras grows bigger enough that it's actually tummy, where the Kohen can now say, you're de definitely tummy. So again, just a little cl for clarification. This is a Mitzorah who the, 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 doesn't display the symptoms that he's definitely tummy. He goes into a house, comes out, the, the, the saras grows to the extent that the Kohen says, actually, now you're at, you are tummy. We don't say retroactively anything that was in the house becomes impure. Again, we're learning that out of this Pasek. That's what it is. That being said, so that we don't have a proof, or we don't have a scriptural proof to tell us how we know there's a di difference between a a Mitzora who's um, who's Mukhla, a Mitzora who's Vade Tame versus a Mitzora that's just waiting. Because the verse we want to use, we actually end up using to teach us about this retroactive Tuma situation. And the person to whom there is its Ras affliction, the Pasuk tells us that person shall uh, uh, rend their garments and their hair should be left unshorn, etc. Me should Saraso, Taloi Bugufo. That is to say, someone whose saras is contingent upon their body, i.e., their confirmed That's to, coming to exclude someone whose saras is not on their body, rather, it's, it's contingent upon the days. That is to say, they don't actually have tummy on them. We just don't know. So we say, for this duration of seven days, you're going to separate yourself to see if it grows bigger. So now, their tumah that they have is not a tummy, the function coming from their body, rather, it's a function of the fact that just waiting a matter of days. So Amra Le'abaye says Abaye El Miyate. If this is true, if this is true, Kolim Asher Negabo. You tell me all the days that Saras affliction is in him, he should be taught. Tell me this one is referring to. This is referring to a Mitzora who has to leave the camp. Says Abaye. Well, why are you leaving this pasuk that says a Mitzora has to leave the camp to be every Mitzora? Maybe it's Misha Saras Tuli Begufo who would tell Shlichos. Means to say as follows. Rav, if you want to make this distinction and read the Pasik, the Pasik is uh, the person to whom there's an affliction, is telling us that there's a difference between someone whose saras is contingent upon their body versus contingent upon time. We'll read it into the verse as well to say that the Mitzara gets sent out of the camp is the only Mitzara that gets, um, that that's, it's totally on their goof and not on their body and not totally on and not contingent upon time. If you say that's true, yeah, you're right, Abai, that's true. What about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says explicitly, That is to say, that we know, our Mishnah tells us, there's no difference between a Mitzorah who sent away because they're actually Tomei versus a Mitzorah who sent away because they are, we're waiting to see the symptoms grow bigger, with the exception of, with the exception of, 
rendering the garments and letting the hair grow. But as the Gemara told, told us, but with regarding sending them away, everyone got sent away. So it says a bai to Rava, don't tell me we can learn from Misha Tsaraso told Gufo. The Pasuk tells us only that someone who Saras is told on their goof is continued on their goof. They're the ones who uh who uh, shave their who who let their heads go on shore and, and render garments? Because I can take by that same logic, I can say that when it comes to sending them sending them away, we can make the same distinction. So Amar Amar Rava, we're missing something. The word says in regards to sending them away, Yemei. It says Kol Yemei. It says the days. Um, Instead of, sorry, instead of saying Yemei, the days, it says Kol Yemei, all the days. Why do we say all the days? Just say the days are telling away all the days. The rabbis with Sarah Muska come to include all the days of the Mitzora, whether they're confirmed or they're only waiting. Ihachi, if this is true, says Abai, what well, says the Gemara in, in place of Abaye, take my time alone. So why do when it comes to shaving the head in the bird procedure, why did that apply to a to a Mitzora who is only waiting the days out? Why did Tani? Ain Bane, think Tani, Ain there's no difference between a, one who becomes a, tar, a, a, a mitzora who's not purifying themselves from a state of waiting to see versus a confirmed mitzora el tigachas vitzia parim, with the exception of shaving and the birth procedure. Now the question the question is why does this not apply to a confined mitzora? We don't have a special pasuk that excludes it. We have a special pasuk that excludes it. So now I realize that the gemara is not answering by the gemara is asking that. Meaning once Rava found a pasuk for us. To tell us that there's a difference between a mitzora that's confirmed, so mitzora that's confined, and that's why they both get sent away, but only a confirmed mitzora lets their hair grow and rips their clothing. So why? What? What? Where, where's the source for the next part of the Mishnah, which says in the purification process, only a mitzora that's confirmed uh, shaves all their hair and brings the and, and brings the birds? Where do we see, where, where do we see that from? So, Amar Abaye, Amar Krog, the pasuk tells us. The Kohen should go forth the outside of the camp, and he should look at the Tzaras and see if the Tzaras has been healed. Meaning, This is talking about the person who's bringing the birds and shaving the head, someone whose Tzaras needs to be healed. This excludes someone whose Tzaras does not need to be healed because they don't, they never had Tzaras, rather just waiting for the days of confinement to end. Ad Khan the Gemara. Okay, one more Ain This is easier, I promise. There's no difference between the laws regulating the different books of, of Tanakh, except that the books of Tanakh can be written in any language. Whereas Tfil and can only be written in Ashuris, which is uh, which is Hebrew letters. Um, that the books of Tanakh um, could be written in Greek because Greek is a beautiful language. Now, again, these aren't exhaustive lists. There are other differences which we're not going to get into now, but that's for, our, for the purpose of meaning now. That is our Mishnah. We're going to stop over here. I wish you all a wonderful day, and I'm not going to have time to record um, for Shabbos tomorrow, so I will try to drop it tomorrow night. I wish you all again a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos.